What up, everybody? I want to welcome you all back to the Socks and Sandals podcast, where society, culture, history, and religion collide, and we unapologetically discuss our worldviews. It's your boy Emmanuel. I'm back in the kitchen. I'm whipping it up. And today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash SXSNDLS. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your uh, iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player if you still use one of those. Yo, flying solo once again today. Um, appreciate y'all for listening. Uh, I had a, uh, I had two episodes two weeks ago. Um, took a week off, but I'm back at it. Excuse the scratchy voice. Um, the weather changed up on me. Uh, out here in Portland, it was like 90 one day and it went down to 70 the next day and my throat just got all messed up, but appreciate y'all for bearing with me hanging in there. Um, what up y'all? What's going on? It's been, it's been a hectic last two weeks, you know, but, um, staying busy, staying productive, um, been doing a lot of reflecting, you know, last week there was a lot of things that I was thinking about doing. And, um, as far as an episode was concerned, but I felt like I was just going to let my thoughts marinate and just kind of see how things were going to come out today, uh, uh, you know, for this week. And I am also working on a series. I don't know exactly what it's going to be called, but if any of you follow me on Instagram or Facebook, you may have seen the post that I put out. So the series that I'm going to be putting together here uh, and recording very soon is going to be on religion. So I'm going to get, you know, someone, some type of subject matter, matter expert uh, in true socks and sandals fashion to talk about their religion or their worldview or their belief system, whatever that may be. Or their non-belief, you know, so and I want and I'm going to have them talk about, you know, what that system is, how they were introduced to it, why they settled on it and why they now practice it. And also we're going to get into the brass tacks, like what what their religion actually means, what it says, because in general, a lot of folks will come to the conclusion that, you know what? All religions are the same. They all pretty much tell you to do the same thing. So it doesn't matter what you believe because they're all pretty much saying the same thing. That's a generalization. Doesn't necessarily mean that it's true. Doesn't mean that it's untrue. But what I want to get down to and what I want us all to experience through these conversations is the differences. So we're going to talk about for each belief system uh, we're going to talk about the four tenets of a worldview. So that's origin, meaning, morality, destiny. So no matter what that, whatever the belief system is, whether it's Buddhist, uh, Muslim, Christian, uh, Baha'i, uh, Judaism, uh, Hebrew, Israelite, whatever you may be, we're going to get into meaning, origin, meaning, morality, and destiny. Um, and what that looks like for those faiths. So we know the difference um, and how they operate. So yeah, I'm very excited about that. I can't wait to put that together. I'm actively putting it together. I got three people 
um, sewed up right now as far as down to uh, to talk about it I got a few more worldviews that I want to touch on I'm still looking to secure some people so you guys know anybody specifically um, that is Muslim that is you know unapologetic and willing to talk about their faith that is Buddhist that is of the Baha'i faith um, what else man Hindu you know send them my way on Twitter at SXSNDLS on Instagram at SXSNDLS uh, my personal Instagram Emmanuel since 85 and um, the Gmail socks and sandals podcast at gmail.com s-o-x-a-n-d-s-a-n-d-a-l-s podcast at gmail.com so uh, let me know hit me up and uh we're gonna get that popping off so this week you know two weeks removed from the whole kanye fiasco uh it got me to thinking about everyone's reaction even my reaction like why why did i react that way um wh why did we all go so crazy about that why are we all so easily swayed by mainstream media and i've been reading this book by neely fuller jr i've been reading this book for a while now um it's a very dense book it's called the united independent compensatory code system concept it's a compensatory counter racist code okay and so what this book part of what this book is trying what it does help you understand when you read it is that it, it helps you understand white supremacy and how it operates white supremacy and racism are the same thing according to you know the compensatory code united independent compensatory code so <clears throat> racism and white, white supremacy same thing Inter interchangeable synonymous it's all it's all the same thing and so um what what it says is if you do not understand white supremacy and or racism what it is and how it works everything else that you understand will only confuse you um where do i want to start with this white supremacy is so deep it's so ingrained in our culture in the world but especially in the united states and um it affects everything that we do um what i want to do in this episode is just give you a few highlights from the first chapter of this book And just breaking down white supremacy. I think that we, as non-white people, as people of color, we need to know what white supremacy is and how it operates. We do not know. 
this is not something that will be taught in school especially grade school uh, it might be touched on in college probably is in, in certain universities um, but for the most part just a, a clean breakdown of white supremacy and how it functions and how it affects our everyday life in all areas of activity is not clearly broken down but in this book it's pieced together very well um, so I just want to share with you all the idea of what it really is okay um, so I'm going to read directly out of the book this is a little, a little different as far as the episode format but I think this is very important moving forward for everyone to know um, so I'm going to read the first paragraph of the first chapter so um, the matter sometimes referred as, referred to as the race problem is the basic initial unfinished business among the people of the known universe therefore it is not possible to effectively speak and or act to eliminate any major problem that involves people without first eliminating the problem of racism and or white supremacy in every area of activity and when mr fuller talks about uh, neely fuller jr every area of activity that means economics education entertainment labor law politics religion sex and war uh, once again every area of activity includes economics education entertainment labor law politics religion sex and war so basically what does it look like to defeat white supremacy according to compensatory counter racist code logic to produce justice is to eliminate white supremacy because white supremacy is the opposite of justice white supremacy is here to cause confusion and to cause injustice and to create disharmony and disunity among people and that there you have race and that's one of the things that even before I've stumbled upon this book one of the things that I have been coming to the conclusion of on my own studies um, and it's not that I made it up but you know just racial classification and how ridiculous it is um, race is man-made it's not real racism the effects of racism is real the effects of white supremacy is real but the actual there's no scientific demarcation of race there's no biological demarcation of race in our DNA race is literally made up by the white supremacists he said hey I'm gonna create different classes I'm gonna create different races of people I the white man the white supremacist am the master race and all of you that are not white are subject to the master race. And so what it comes down to 
we as black people, people of color, you know, we get we get really prideful about being black. You know, it's a lot of black pride this, black pride that, and and I get what people are doing. They're proud of who they are and their heritage, but being proud of being a lower class citizen in the economic stratosphere of white supremacy, the white supremacist looks at that and is like, yeah, yeah, you, you be a, a proud black person. You be a, a proud inferior race under my classification of, of white supremacy and race, you know? Um, but let's let's not get into that diatribe because I've already done that before and I will give a more concise version of that later on. But um, let's get back into the book. So what, what I want to touch on is something that our president, I hate to say our president, um, Donald Trump said. Now, Donald Trump is... I would say a suspected, I would normally say a suspected white supremacist simply because if you can't prove it, then you just got to call him a suspected white supremacist. But I'll just go ahead and, and go out on a limb and say, because of a lot of uh, speeches and actions from Donald Trump in the past and present, he is a full blown white supremacist. So there's something that he said very recently um and he was he was talking about um the california sanctuaries it was called the california sanctuary cities roundtable and this is how he was referring to mexicans people coming into the country are trying to come in we're stopping a lot of them but we're taking people out of the country you wouldn't believe how bad these people are these aren't people. These are animals. And we're taking them out of the country at a level and at a rate that's never happened before. And because of the weak laws, they come in fast. We get them. We release them. We get them again. We bring them out. It's crazy. The dumbest laws, as I said before, the dumbest laws on immigration in the world. So we're going to take care of it, Barbara. We'll get it done. Ask that man right there because that man can do it. Right now, he's the most important man in the room. Kevin can do it. Is Kevin? So, <clears throat> you see how he called Mexicans animals, right? Um, and it was, it was, he was very matter of fact about it. And there was no one in the room that objected. And he continued to talk and made a little joke and everyone laughed along and I can't call those people white supremacists as well because I don't know them and I don't even see their faces but I will call them suspected white supremacists simply because they co-signed and didn't go against what President Trump had to say so that's what he was talking about is white supremacy 101 that you know that that led to slavery um, the justification of slavery, the justification of killing um, Native Americans uh, or indigenous people here on, on this continent. Um, so white supremacy 101 would say 
you know, you you classify someone as a savage, as an animal. Um, you dehumanize them. Therefore, it's easier to subjugate them and easier to exterminate them because they're not people. They're animals and they're going to be treated as such. So it, it and it leads me to like page six in this book. In a paragraph, it says, keep in mind that as long as white supremacy and or racism exists, there is no way for justice and correctness and peace to exist. Keep in mind that everything you have and everything you ever will have is a gift to be used only for constructive purposes. Keep in mind that the system of white supremacy and or racism is a system of mistreatment. Uh, specifically designed to produce great numbers of quote-unquote throwaway people and these throwaway people meaning non-white people are the throwaway people the term throwaway people is used to apply to the way that a limited number of non-white people are evaluated from time to time and judged to be fit quote is quote fit for extermination and or rendered useless by the racist and or white supremacists in order to better serve the system of white supremacy producing throwaway people is a non-just and non-correct act so this book was written back in the 60s um but what we see and what we what we just played again this is trump talking about throwaway people he's talking about these um mexicans who are consider animals to him and pretty much to uh to trump anyone that is non-white is a throwaway person uh when he talks about um uh, african countries he calls them shithole countries but let me let me play this again so in light of what i just read about throwaway people let's hear what he said about the mexicans just just one more time for clarity's sake country are trying to come in we're stopping a lot of them but we're taking people out of the country you wouldn't believe how bad these people are these aren't people these are animals and we're taking them out of the country at a level and at a rate that's never happened before and because of the weak laws they come in fast we get them we release them we get them again we bring them out it's crazy the dumbest laws, as I said before, the dumbest laws on immigration in the world. So we're going to take care of it, Barbara. We'll get it done. We're ask that man right there because that man can do it. Right now, he's the most important man in the room. Kevin can do it. It's Kevin. So yeah, as you can hear once again, Trump in there calling them animals. Um, and then all the other folks just having a good old down home white supremacist time in there. Um, so I want to get into what the book describes to us as, you know, the six most important characteristics of racist man and racist woman and racist man and racist woman just means the white supremacist. Um, and also to be clear, all white people are not white supremacists okay white supremacists are just the people that believe in mistreating others based upon the color of their skin okay let's let's be very clear not all white people 
are white supremacists. Now, a white person may disagree with the white supremacists, but they are not subject to white supremacy. So they will never receive the effects of, they will never fully receive the effects of white supremacy in a negative fashion because they cannot be subject to it because they are because they are white now they might be affected by certain things but they will no, never be fully subject to it okay so but let's get into the six most important characteristics of racism uh, of of the racist man and the racist woman i.e the white supremacist so <clears throat> number one i'm sorry y'all. this sounds like school um I really want us to understand some basic points. I mean, this book is so much information. Uh, I could be reading this for hours and hours, but let me just break this down to y'all really quickly. I appreciate y'all for bearing with me in this school lecture that I'm giving, but uh, I feel like this is very, very key to us knowing how to move um, in this climate, in this world. So number one, racist man and racist woman, i.e. or and or white supremacist um, is any white man and woman who speak and or act in such a manner as to produce or promote the practice of white supremacy and or racism at all times in all places in all areas of activity number two racist man and racist woman are collectively the smartest most powerful most malicious most deceitful most technical most efficient most inventive and most skillfully violent of all people of the known universe okay number three racist man and racist woman uh, as in the white supremacists have as their ultimate objective the eternal promotion of their pride ego and arrogant incentive by practicing the eternal domination and abuse of people who they classify as non-white okay and, and that's very important people who they classify as non-white so just because you have white skin does not necessarily mean you are white right when america was first being established not all europeans were considered white okay the irish initially were not white the italians initially were not considered white but over time they were given that white privilege they were given that classification as white okay um and that's another story for another time but that's how that works once again race is a classification it's not a real thing it's just something that the dominant culture creates and they will bestow whiteness upon whoever they choose okay um number four racist man and racist woman always use deceit direct violence or the threat of violence um or the threat of direct violence uh, to accomplish their ultimate objective of establishing maintaining expanding and or refining the practice of racism I'm going to read that again. Racist man and racist woman always use deceit, direct violence, or the threat 
of direct violence to accomplish their ultimate objective of establishing, maintaining, expanding, and or refining the practice of racism and or white supremacy. Number five, racist man and racist woman do not at any time willfully and deliberately do or say anything without the intention of establishing, maintaining, expanding, and or refining the practice of racism in all areas of activity. Point number six, racist man and racist woman by practicing racism are the greatest promoters of falsehood, non-justice, and incorrectness among the people of the known universe. Okay, so one thing we have to realize that these white supremacists, that these racists, they are bent on promoting falsehood, non-justice, and incorrectness among all people, but especially among the non-white person. So we can't keep being surprised about all these viral videos that we see with white police officers treating us differently then they treat their white counterparts. Do not be surprised. Stop trying to apply logic to their actions. Stop saying, hey, if you just pay attention, hey, if you just see how I'm being treated, you will understand that that's wrong. They know it's wrong, guys. But I'll, I'll put it this way. It would be wrong in the white supremacist mind for us to be treated like them okay that is wrong what trump is saying about these the, the immigrants from mexico it's wrong for them to be treated like us because they are animals they see them like that they see black people like that they see anybody who they don't like they see them as a lesser person When this country was established about freedom and the pursuit of happiness and all that type of stuff, it was all about freedom. While at that same time, they enslaved people while fighting for their freedom from England. <laughs> How ironic is that? They want freedom and they're mad and they're going to go fight to the death about their freedom while enslaving other men. But they didn't count us as men. We were animals. And so that's what we got to understand, man. The, the white supremacists, they are the greatest promoters of falsehood, non-justice, and incorrectness among the people of the known universe. Okay? They go all over the world colonizing people, calling themselves Christians, yet slaughtering people viciously wiping people out mass genocide but they call themselves Christians right they worship Jesus right yet mercilessly kill entire civilizations And they convince their counterparts that oh well they're they're animals they're savages this is god's will that we exterminate them 
and take this land for ourselves, right? So don't don't be thrown off. Don't and don't try to argue with them. Don't try to say, "Hey, man, just just take it take a day in my shoes, man. Just just put on my shoes for a day and just see how tough it is." They know it's tough. But they think it's supposed to be that way. Stop. We have to stop trying to apply our logic to white supremacist logic. It's two different thought thought processes, guys. Like seriously. It's two different thought processes. They want to cause confusion. Okay? They want to they want to promote to promote injustice. Okay? Do you understand that if they treat us fairly, that's a threat to their system? You got to understand. We have to understand that white supremacy is more important than justice to the white supremacists. Okay, if we're treated fairly, that means their system is not working. White people know. You know, you know what's uh, you know, it says they're the greatest promoters of falsehood. You know, how they always call themselves majority. Oh, we're we're the we're the majority and, and people of color are the minorities. I guess that could work in in the American sense, but in a global in a global perspective, white people are not the majority. Not even close. Yet they control the wealth. So they can call themselves whatever they want. But numbers wise, they're not the majority. But that's just falsehood, man. It's so false. The injustice, the incorrectness, the way that we get prosecuted as people of color for similar crimes we can we can continue you can you can put up your memes you can put up your statistics it does not matter cuz we have to understand that white supremacy is more important than true justice okay that's why we are going to continue to see black and brown people be killed in the streets with impunity you can videotape it from any and every angle everyone will be able to see plain as day that the officer was in the wrong however they are on code and they know that white supremacy is more important than justice keeping these animals subject to our rule is more important than quote unquote justice so therefore the cop is going to get off okay a black man is convicted of rape he's going to get the maximum sentence a white college student is convicted of rape expect for him to get the least just expect it 
because that's how white supremacy operates. And unfortunately, we are subject to it. So until we get in a position of power to be able to change that and produce justice, we are going to continue to see falsehood promoted, non-justice and incorrectness being promoted. Okay. And so what we got to do is stop arguing with white people, white supremacists, not white people, white supremacists. Stop arguing. Stop trying to promote logical discussion with a white supremacist. Okay. It doesn't matter what quote unquote evidence you show to them. They aren't going to change their mind about their stance on white supremacy. You're not going to melt the heart or if they just see my struggle, then they're going to change. No, they're not. <laughs> they are a white supremacist, so they are going to continue to white supremacize. OK. And so. Going back to the Kanye incident, I was thinking. We as black people had a lot to say about Kanye, you know. And at the end of the day. It doesn't matter what we say about Kanye. It doesn't even matter what Kanye says. Because if he whatever he says, is it's going to be taken a certain way and people are going to react, you know. But. When I was thinking about the 400 years of slave episode and, and that and that statement that he made. And there were white people in the room. What really matters. Is what do they think about Kanye? You know, us black people canceling. Kanye, well, I, I've been pretty firm on my stance. I'm like, pray for Kanye because. The brother is lost. He's going through some things. He doesn't he's not getting any professional help for his mental health. And what we're I feel like what we're seeing is a meltdown. But anyway, I've already went over that. But what does what what does the white person think? What does the moderate hip hop loving white person think? about Kanye's statements. What are what are the TMZ what's the white TMZ guy? Uh the main leader guy that was interviewing him up, up front before he went to the back and started talking to Van Lathan face to face. What does he think? What do all those other people think? What do all these people on the news think? You know, they they were bringing it up and then they put a, a microphone or a camera in the black person's face and let them talk about it and let them denigrate Kanye and disagree and then when Kanye's talking about you know Chicago murders and whatnot yeah black people we got we got some things to say and, and you know we're, we're disappointed in Kanye uh, for, for good reason but more importantly what do, the, what do these white people think do they agree because I want to know who the white supremacists are. So I can steer clear of, the, of those people, right? That's what we need to do. We need to, once we find out, first of all, we, we, we need to find out. We need to know who 
the white supremacists are in our sphere of influence or just in the workplace out of the work whatever acquaintances you have we need to be able to identify these people and stay away and pray for them <laughs> but stay away when it comes to just casual interaction and stay away when I when I say stay away not like just leave them entirely unless I mean you know you you protect your space and protect your energy um, and not stay away from a, a fear standpoint but basically don't engage okay don't engage in any unnecessary conversations any unnecessary activity of a suspected white supremacist if they've given you reason to believe that never accuse them of being a white supremacist but just ask we have to ask questions we have to get clarity we have to know where these people are at but we have to understand what we're up against folks We have to understand what's going on in this world and what we're up against, man. We have to wrap our minds around what white supremacy is, how it affects all areas of activity. And how are we going to counter that individually? I'm not talking about as a group. Individually, how do you counter white supremacy? on a daily basis in every area of, of activity in economics in education in entertainment in labor in law politics religion sex and war how do you counteract racism and white supremacy when you when you encounter it Regardless of all that's been said or done, the quality of the relationships between white and black or just white and non-white people, for the majority of history, has just been terrible. You know, we had slavery, we ended slavery. Then we had Jim Crow. Then that ended. You know, Jim Crow segregation. And then you get civil rights. But then, you know, mass incarceration is, and you know, you got the 80s crack era massacre. Like, all this time, the dominant culture has not made anything better as far as our relationship with them their relationship to us how they treat us we've made small incremental changes but how is the relationship though it's not good it's not good at all man
Neely Fuller Jr. says that racism has done more to promote non-justice than any other socio-material system known to have been produced or supported by the people of the known universe. All over the world. White supremacy reigns. White people have colonized just about every corner of the earth. Only a few places that haven't been colonized. It may be only one place. <laughs> there's a there's an island like in the middle of the Indian is it the Indian Ocean? I cannot think of the island. It only has a uh, population of maybe like a thousand people, maybe even less than that. Um, but they kill anybody that comes to the to the shore. But um, I mean, t- what what what? continent what country you know hasn't been affected by the colonizer huh most of africa even if it is liberated is still ha- still negatively adversely affected by colonization you know south africa is the wealth is held by white folks namibia uh other countries like everybody's coming here Ghana I mean there's a lot of a lot of different countries coming in here controlling that wealth obviously Australia dominated by white supremacy obviously North America all the indigenous folks folks are killed put on reservations um, pushed to the edges of society uh Yeah, man, I'm I'm not gonna belabor the point, but at the end of the day, y'all, stop being surprised. Stop being surprised. We gotta stop being surprised. We just gotta move more efficient. We gotta know what we're up against and move efficiently, operate constructively. Don't argue with the white supremacists. Ask questions, gain clarity, and keep it moving. And just be constructive in all thought, speech, and action. And do all that we can to produce justice and correctness among people. So that we can live in harmony in our sphere of influence and let's not feed into white supremacy by continuing to react emotionally because a white supremacist love to have a non-white person react emotionally as opposed to logically They love to stir up that emotion. That's why the news pumps race war type stuff. And they'll 
they'll put that out there all day every day if they can because it'll drive up ratings because they want us to react emotionally and, and be led by our emotions and not by logic so let's counteract that by leading with logic and not being emotional about every single thing that we see in America where white supremacy is promoted and refined against us all right appreciate y'all for listening next week we might do a little bit more white supremacy talk <laughs> just a little bit shorter though this is a little bit longer than I intended but I just tired of seeing us continue to react in the same manner everything that happens we got to progress we got to move forward all right love y'all i appreciate y'all i'll let y'all next week grace and peace Choosing peace over losing sleeping. I must say these sandals fit quite nicely over these pyramids. Nike sacks, Birkenstocks. Oh, what a faux pas. Unmasked, unabashed, unashamed. Uh, hear the voice set up unacclaimed. Yeah, hear the voice set up unacclaimed. Maybe that's a